funded and financed by dire slave trade. A huge one. A huge one. Well, listen, Doc, we got we got to we got to cut you. We got to cut you, man, because we just, it's nine o'clock now, and we got to go into the NPR in just a second. Um, listen, folks, call in 813-239-9663. Folks, remember, uh, check out youarewithinthenorms.com. Um, you know, that, that's a very, very important piece of literature that you really need to need to read, man. Um, very, very important. Keeps you updated on a lot of things, especially with, regarding the health desert and some of the, the, the efforts that have been made to shut down black doctors and, and uh, medical experts. Uh, within our community. So, listen, check them out. And when we come back, Walter, I want you to tell me what this means. Our self-lord and master. Uh, uh, stop. Stop it. Stop it. You're killing me. My brain cells are starting to to to, to, to fire up all of a sudden. We'll see you in just a minute after Live NPR. NPR News. I'm Giles Snyder. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is urging leaders in the Middle East to use their influence to prevent the war in Gaza from spreading. NPR's Jackie Northam reports from Tel Aviv that Blinken is in Doha today to meet with Persian Gulf leaders as part of his week-long tour of the region. Secretary Blinken says the primary focus of his trip is to try to contain Israel's war in Gaza. But there are other issues on his agenda getting hostages out of Gaza, and trying to get humanitarian aid into the enclave. The situation for men, women, and children uh, in Gaza remains dire. Far too many Palestinians have been killed, especially children. Far too many uh, remain incredibly challenged in terms of their access to food, to water, to medicine, to the essentials of life. Blinken says the future of Gaza once the war is over is also part of the discussions with Mideast leaders. Jackie Northam, NPR News, Tel Aviv. An Al Jazeera cameraman, an eldest son of its senior correspondent, has been killed in Gaza. One of the many casualties as Israel intensifies its offensive in the south of the enclave. The BBC's Sebastian Usher reports it's the latest tragedy for Wael al-Dada. Wael al-Dada has been shown live on Al Jazeera holding the body of his dead son Hamza, who'd been working as a cameraman. Hamza was killed with several other journalists as they were driving from Han Yunus to Rafah to report on the aftermath of the latest Israeli bombardments. The Israeli army has not yet made a comment. Wael al-Dadu suffered an earlier tragedy when his wife, his 15-year-old son and 7-year-old daughter were all killed in an Israeli strike in October as they sought refuge in the south of Gaza. El Dadu has himself been injured in another strike, but he's continued to report on the war. The Committee to Protect Journalists says the Israel-Gaza war has been the deadliest period for journalists since the CPJ began gathering data in 1992. The investigation into Friday night's blowout that forced an Alaska Airlines flight to make an emergency landing in Portland, Oregon, is focusing on a door replacement plug that failed. Federal safety investigators gave an update on their findings last night after the FAA grounded the Boeing MAX 9 jets that are fitted with a special door plug until they're inspected and repaired if necessary. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin taking responsibility for not publicly announcing earlier that he's been hospitalized since Monday after receiving elective surgery. NPR's James Dubeck. Austin was in the hospital for four days before the Pentagon made it public Friday night. And as first reported by Politico, the Pentagon even kept the White House in the dark for three days about the defense secretary's absence. In a statement, Austin said, quote, I could have done a better job ensuring the public was appropriately informed. And you're listening to NPR News. The man convicted of killing 77 people, mostly children, in Norway in 2011 has launched a second lawsuit against the Norwegian government, saying the conditions of his 21-year imprisonment are too harsh. Norway does not have the death penalty. Terry Schultz reports that the trial opens tomorrow. Anders Bering Breivik is trying to prove, after a previous failed attempt, that his solitary confinement constitutes inhumane treatment under the European Convention of Human Rights. In 2011, Breivik bombed Norwegian government offices, killing eight people, then dressed as a policeman and gunned down 69 people at a youth camp on the island of Utøya. He said he was acting against multiculturalism and wished he'd killed more. The government has released a video in response to his claims, showing where Breivik is held, a comfortable two 
two-story complex with a kitchen, a dining room, a TV room with an Xbox, and fitness facilities. But Breivik says restrictions on contact with the outside world are preventing him from forging meaningful relationships. For NPR News, I'm Terry Schultz. Vote counting is underway from today's parliamentary election in Bangladesh. Polls are closed after voters cast ballots amid a boycott from the main opposition party and tight security around polling stations. Election officials say turnout was low at around 40 percent. At least 18 arson attacks have been reported around the country since Friday, with at least 10 believed to have targeted polling places, although the AP is reporting that Election Day passed with relative calm. Prime Minister Sheikh Hasina and her governing party tipped to remain in power for a fourth consecutive term. This is NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include BetterHelp, committed to supporting mental health through therapy. Clients are matched with one of 25,000 therapists and can communicate via video, chat, or phone at BetterHelp.com public. WMNF is more than just 88.5 FM. You can also find us online at WMNF.org. Check out the latest news stories, how to volunteer, future WMNF concerts, stream live or the latest episode of your favorite music shows, and more. And of course, you can always show your support by clicking on the Donate Now button. Explore your community at WMNF.org. Support for WMNF come from members like you and the 23rd Annual Tampa Bay Black Heritage Music Fest, January 5th through 14th, featuring music, seminars, and food. This family-friendly festival commemorates contributions African Americans and the African diaspora make in our society. Musical highlights include Kiki Wyatt, Slave the Band, Leela James, and Adam Howley. More at TampaBlackHeritage.org. You can help WMNF now and into the future by donating gifts of stock, real estate, retirement assets, or a life insurance policy. It's easy to leave a legacy of love. Just call Ian at 813-238-8001 or go to WMNF.org slash planned giving to get started today. Okay, we're back again. Again, this is the first 2024 um, WMNFM.org um, radio show today. We are coming back to you guys to finish discussing the topics of how we're going to pay homage to our elders, you know, our ancestors before us that helped us get to where we are and to kind of like show them that we can get further than where we are and not go back. If you have any comments, please give us a call at 813-239-9663. All right, Walter, so let's go back into our discussion. All right. You made so a good point when we was on break, and you said in order for individuals to get involved, it doesn't always have to be just with the presidential election. They can do it with the local elections. Well, first of all, let me, let me do this. We, we, we're back <laughs> on the Sunday forum. On the Sunday forum. Mm-hmm. Make sure we're not the community. Make sure we're not the community forum. The Sunday forum. The Sunday forum. We want to make sure we're clear on that. Okay. okay? Um, because some some people some people refer to us as the community forum, uh, which we are, but we are the Sunday the forum. The Sunday forum. Yes, yes, yes. And the fourth estate. Okay. <laughs> right, 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 right. So that part. Yeah. That part. <laughs> that, that part right there. So um, we're back with the, with the Sunday forum. Um, this is your host Walter Smith II. Um, along with the members of the Fourth Estate crew, we are we, we are talking about this thing of the ancestors and understand and understanding how we can respect them appropriately. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody has a way to do that. Right? And I think that when we when we talk about the issue of the of the cipher, as we were talking about, mm-hmm. and, and we talk about. Um, Somebody might say, oh, well, that's numerology. That's Satanism. And that, <laughs> I'm like, listen, man, what are you talking about? Is Satanism why? Because black folks are doing it? Right? <laughs> no, no, literally, literally. I want you to think about this for a moment. I want you to think about this for a moment. So when, <laughs> funny thing, remember I mentioned voodoo earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Zora Neale Hurston, 
goes to Haiti. And it's the first documented documented case mm. of someone from the from the West, so to speak, a civilized air quote civilized society actually recording anything about zombies. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. When white folks got a hold of zombies, man, they were flesh eating, walking dead. Flesh eating this, that, and other, right? Okay, where we going? And, 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 and well, you know, but I'm, where I'm going with this is that usually when it comes to stuff that we do in religion or beliefs and things like that, it's turned into something that's evil. Oh, okay, it has a negative connotation. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Okay, so when the church, the, the church, and, and this is what I was saying earlier, um, be careful, man. When you go to church, I'll give you another example of something that irritates the heck out of me. Mm-hmm. When we go to church, right? I would, I would, I've had these debates with pastors about this issue. Listen, I'm not sure what it is about Islam that they just keep saying, "Well, Muhammad ain't coming back." That no one ever said Muhammad was coming back. <laughs> that's ignorant. No, that's ignorant. That's irri- that irritates the hell out of me. And the reason it irritates the hell out of me, obviously, is because it's, there's not a book anywhere on the fa- in, from Quran, Torah, Bible, or anything else that says anything about Muhammad coming back. Quran doesn't say anything about it. There's no discussion about it. Why are we saying that? Why do, why do you keep saying that, pastors? Stop it. Stop it. Because what you're doing is you're misleading people about a religion that is that is very closely related to the Christian religion. So what you say when it's directly when they, related to it. You saying when he when the pastor's doing it, they're trying to compare it to what post what they say. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus yeah, Jesus yeah. coming back, but Muhammad's not coming back. I got you, yeah. Nobody ever said Muhammad was coming back. <laughs> well, you know, there I grew up hearing my God is a jealous God. Okay. So it's all about Competition, right, right, and 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 it was it was it irritates me because of the ignorance that's coming from our pastors, from black pastors especially, mm. and it, and and I and it also is also something that irritates me because it causes strife between religions, and that has been going on for years. It's been going on for years. And that's something that you know just stop with that. Stop with that, man. Um, you know, it, it, that's not that's not that's not a Defe- well, I guess it would be a defense of Islam, um, but it's also because I, I watched um, um, Louis Farrakhan mm-hmm. on air with um, a pastor who was on BET. Who, who, who was that that was on BET? That was a famous pastor that was on BET most um, Sundays. I, 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 it was it's, it's two of them. I can't. One has a big mustache. I can't think of his name. Well, well, okay. I know you talking about. Go ahead. Right, but when it, when it happened, mm-hmm. um, and, and this has happened before, the question was, um, well, the, the pastor asked Minister Farrakhan, says, "Well, you're a Muslim." He says, "Yes, I am." Mm-hmm. And he says, and, "And you're a Christian." He says, "Yes, I am." He says, "Do you know that you also are a Muslim?" And and he, and he says, oh, you know, says, well, Farrakhan told the other uh, right, the host that, uh-huh. right, right, right. All it means is one who does what submits to God. That's all it means. So why are we why are we all up in in arms when 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 a black man or woman decides to go to go to Islam? What's, what's you know, what why why is that such a such an ooh nasty dirty thing. Because it specifically has always been geared around African Americans, around Black people, and they're gonna always find a way, like trying to make it seem like it's a gang, it's a cult, and so on and so right. forth. But it's not. And I and I applaud um, Minister Farrakhan and everything because he's always steadfast on what he believes in. You know, he's always steadfast, even when they try to say he compares that he wasn't a Christian and this and that. He Again, yes, I am. I'm a man of Christ, but also, you know, I'm a, I'm a I'm Muslim. Muslim yeah. You know, and that, that's it. And and the part that gets me is I don't know why as a society, whether it be Catholics, Jews, or what have you, you literally do have your own clique, okay? <laughs> but yet, when it's a black thing, 
it's just automatically something that's negative. You know, they're angry black men with these bow ties, and they're marching up and down the streets like we're just trying to create our own army and so forth. You know, and, and it's sad. But it's, it's factual, and that's something that we're still dealing with because we always have to be singled out as doing something different when we're trying to do something for our own kind. Every time. Every single time. Every time. The, the so. most terrifying thing, <laughs> the most terrifying thing <laughs> that white folks... Uh, saw it was like when you saw all those people in purple and gold <laughs> walking on the street, the 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 uh, Nubian Hebrews I think mm-hmm. it was. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, are you kidding me? That was one of the greatest things I ever saw. For me, I love the Million Man March. I was actually there when they did the first Million oh, Man March. Man, listen, I thought that was just beautiful. Listen, I thought that I was, was beautiful. I was I was in South Africa. My mother could not. My mother and father were trying to get me back. So I could go to me and watch. Yeah. I could not do it. I was there for the first one. It was absolutely <sighs> beautiful. And that was when I had the public access show and I, I videotaped it because, I mean, there was no violence, no nothing. Mm-mm. You know, everybody was just there just to uplift each other as a people. Right. You know, and I, and I, and I love that. I love that. And after, and post George Floyd, when the, when the Nubian Hebrews got, got together, um, and they, and they, is that what, am I saying that correctly? Are they the Nubian Hebrews? Oh, you're talking about the black Israelites? Black Israelites, yeah. yeah. I think at one time they were called Nubian Hebrews. Mm. But it, I may be wrong about that, but I, I, we'll check that out. We'll check that out. But nevertheless, all that purple and gold was on that street. And the biggest fear, oh, they had this, this big fear that something was going to break out. <laughs> and, and these people marched in, in unison. They were, they were uh, disciplined. Yep. And, 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 and this is a problem. If you go back to Malcolm X, the movie Malcolm X, if you haven't seen it, I always urge people to watch it. Because I can watch it over and over and over again. Mm. The police officer says, what? That's too, too much, much power, power for one man, one man to have. That's it. That's it. Too much power too for one, one man, man to have. have. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's too much power for, for any black man to have. Period. Whether you're talking about singular or plural. Period. And anything that they can do to break that down, they will do it. We, on the other hand, have done everything that we can. Whatever it is, for whatever we tear these types of things down. We talk down about these types of things. And we and we actually have done things to infiltrate and to break down these movements. Yeah. That have been critical movements to transforming our youth, even transforming our youth. You know how many young people I've sent that when I was teaching in, in the school system, I sent to the Nation of Islam, and they saved these kids. Yeah, they saved them. I mean, it, 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 incredible, incredible. You know, we, we we got we got to recognize when we need to do things like that. We and they they, they they teach them discipline, you know. Other than the military, just teach you how to kill. Right. <laughs> we said we send our youth right. there to teach them how to kill. Right. But the nation of Islam, they do they they teach them discipline, which is something that's very important nowadays. Because, and I don't know how no one is seeing it, but we all still celebrating all these all this technology that this, our children are stuck to. They're stuck to it. And this is why they're so fascinated when they come out with these guns and everything, because they're playing these same games, you know, that with the parents, you're buying it for them. And we're constantly promoting. We're constantly making um, iPhone or whoever I met at Apple, making them rich. And they're buying the phones for them, yeah, not the guns. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy to me. So, we haven't figured that part out. We've seen a lot of 14-year-olds lately getting in trouble with gun possession, gun usage. Yes. So, you know, the question, you know, has always been heavy on my heart is what has historically these organizations have done? Because... Now we have the new generation, the alpha generation, and nobody knows how to talk to them. You have uh-huh. teachers who are complaining that these kids are totally unsocialized. They come to school and right. they have no yes. comportment no about, you know, not just social skills, but they, they don't they don't really respect anybody. They don't respect the teacher. They exactly. don't respect each other. Mm-hmm. They, they don't respect what's being said to them. Uh, but they are on the social media. So that's a new organization. They do have TikTok, and we have to be there too. We have to be there with yeah. true knowledge. We have to be there mm. on the social media because they have rejected traditional media. They have
have rejected. You know, it's hard to get them to wake up on a Sunday morning and listen to us. Yeah. Or even on a Monday would. afternoon. So it's it's incumbent upon us to recognize historically what we missed historically. Because we yeah, we have the nation of Islam, but do they have them now? Do they have this generation? You know, uh, mm-hmm. is is there miseducation going on? You can look at the churches. The churches, you know, I you know, that is the most stable organization that black people have created under slavery and has continued stably under slavery. But, you know, they can also be exploitative. You know, you know, the pastors pastors can be exploitative to women. They can be exploitative to the children. Deacons can be exploited. You know, money. Uh, Because these are human beings. These are human beings who themselves have foibles and fallacies that Mm -hmm. they have to work out. So that's the question. You know, maybe that's the disconnect. You know, we're not... I I, I love that you pointed out because you're absolutely right. And believe it or not, it started... Remember when they told... The parents, you can't discipline your children like they used to. Mm-hmm. They took that. They took that away from the parents, you know. And that's when kids. I mean, this was this. This started. I would say probably eighty seven, eighty eight. You know, they told the parents you couldn't do but so much to discipline your child. You know, yeah. children became more aggressive to their parents. And remember, grandparents was raising their grandchildren, and they that then you had the fact that they was afraid to discipline the cows because the kids were standing up to you now, bucking back. They're killing yeah. parents. They start killing standing parents. and bucking back. So it's like. And then you take it out of schools, so all of that is a trickle down effect. And now they right, they don't they don't respect their teachers anymore. You know, teachers are afraid to say anything to them because they're scared the kids may have a gun or wait for them after school. Or the law is going to come and, after and, or the parents. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so it's like your your hands is tied, but we create a generation of almost of children that don't have no real no direction, no real values or anything anymore because they're learning all of this mess from all this technology. From all the stuff that's on, on on TV. Again. Again. We go back to the point that in in our communities, there are things that we need to be able to handle within our communities. Mm-hmm. The outside world does not need to be handling those types of things. We need to be handling those things. There are certain that, that like for instance, you know, um, there are parents that I've heard say to children, and I, and I believe, and I, cause I, I repeated this point um, to students of mine many, many times where I've said, you know what? If you don't like what your parents are doing, how they're raising you, there's a whole jail and prison <laughs> system right there that will be glad to raise you for them. Hmm. Okay? They'll be glad to take you in. They got a bed. They got a cot. Three hots in a cot. Three three hots in a cot <laughs> mm-hmm. for you. Three hot meals. That's welcome it. Welcome <laughs> to go there and 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 learn all that you can in the penal system. But yeah. some people take you up on that. They and do they, go and learn. Yeah, and then they come back later on though, and they're like, "Man, I sure do wish I listened to." Yeah. Now, who you who are you who are you paying? They they, they don't know that they that they should be paying homage. They don't know that they should Best be paying respect really to. Yeah. They don't know this because they're not taught this. They're taught. They're taught that. that, that you see, you see, now you see where I'm going with this thing. Where I say, you know, they, they say the European religion is evil. What's evil about it? Yeah. The, you know, we're, we're teaching. They're teaching you that what these people who came before you that made a way for you are walking with you to guide you. These are your you know, these are your gods, mm-hmm. your angels. But and Christianity, yeah, Christianity was built on these pagan ideas. They they don't ever want to admit it, but right, 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 <laughs> they right. were they learned from them. We do have some calls on the line. Let's, let's get yeah, on the call. Let's get the call. Eight one three two three nine nine six six three. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday forum. Okay, I didn't want to call back, but I just told you the first time your broadcast is not being heard, and I was on the radio to listen to you. Via the phone call, so that's what I'm doing now. Your, your broadcast, it keeps shutting out. They got an interrupt on you. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Really. Thank you Thank for you. telling us. Thank you, you very much. So if you cut me off the phone, I have to go try to get back in on the app and miss half of the darn show. Oh, man. So I was telling you all about that. They always got some people working against you. For what purpose we doing good, man? Ain't nobody doing nothing to y'all. Leave us alone with this mess, man. I want to hear the show. Yeah. 
Wow. Let's see what's oh, happening. Thank you for letting us know that. And that's not the first time it's <laughs> yeah. brother. That's not the first time it's happened. No, I, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was on TV for 10 years, Walt, and they used to, people say, your whole show was not heard. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The day that we show, talk about Supreme just, Mathematics, huh? Right, right, right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Right. Wow. Mm. We had the power controls things, so that's what my point was in the beginning. We we need to take our own power back and start bringing yes. like other people bringing us power, man. Yes. They're not. We started the Christianity in Africa, man. I already looked it up. Yep. Jesus, the Jesus they talk about was a man in Africa. And the people came over there, took his identity, the Christians, then they drew the picture of him to make it look like them. Then they started that whole thing. That's all I want people to know, man. I wanted my mama to know that because that's the truth. It's not that what Jesus did was not okay. And it's not that Christianity is not okay. It's none of that. It's just tell the truth about the whole thing, man. You don't want us you to tell the truth and shame the devil, man. That part. Yep. Thank you, Carla, yep. for letting us know that. We got another call uh, on there. Yeah, go ahead, Carla. You're on the Sunday form. Well, I am hearing you guys loud and clear on my computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we, we know that um, uh, D. Satan and his allies and others do try and derail MNF. I've noticed when I'm in my vehicle and having to listen with a radio with an aerial, that you guys will just disappear and be drowned out by right-wing fake Christian radio stations. Wow. They bleed through, the yeah. Style. Wow, wow. What's your name, no dude? For a reason, it's not like I'm further away from the transmitter. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, who knows? Hey, but, brother, um, let me ask you a question before you begin. What, what, is, what is your name? My name is Steve. Steve, Thank okay. You, Steve. Okay. All right, before, you before, you, before, you, before you hang up, Steve, please make sure, yeah. make sure to get Steve's contact information, please. Steve, can you send it to me? DJ WNF.org. I will do so, my friend. Okay. Thank, Thank you, Steve. 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 Appreciate you, man. Yeah, I appreciate you, too. I've wanted to help you guys market and become, like, the world's top podcasters in every niche. All right. We appreciate you, Steve. Make it happen. <laughs> you could do it. You, um, there's actually a couple of shows on MNF that are unique. That um, The other one um, that's the most is the, um, the, uh, the Islamic show. Um, you never hear uh, uh, pro-Islamic hosts on regular radio anywhere. I yeah. can't remember the name of that show. But, True talk. Yeah, right. That 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 also should be a, a, a nationally and internationally marketed show. Um, and so, yes, I'll give you my contact and we can talk. But I just had to call you and tell you this anecdote. It may not be totally on topic, but um, you know, I joined a health club because you know we actually having a winter this winter, <laughs> and I can't exercise outdoors. And in the health club, there's a sauna. And in the sauna, it's like you're sitting in a cross-section of Florida. And, you know, it is depressing. I've often thought of bringing a recording in there and making some MP3s and sending them to you to hear the discussions among the people in the sauna, almost all of whom appear to be MAGA. Mm. And the things they say, first of all, I will point out that everything that comes out of their mouths is verbatim, talking points from Fox, OAN, mm -hmm. Newsmax, and Putin. They, like, I almost know before they start talking exactly what they're going to say. First of all, they're going to say that immigration and immigrants are all horrible and the border is open and it's Biden's fault because we want to have the great replacement of whites by all these browns and blacks. The next thing that they will say is Aren't all these black people criminals? Then a recent trope that's in, this is hilarious, this trope, um, is that woke, black woke, has penetrated Hollywood. So yesterday, there was a huge discussion about the new Transformers movie in which an African-American woman and a, and a Hispanic man yeah, are the yeah. two stars and how they just won't watch Marvel and superhero movies anymore because of they don't want to see black and Hispanic people as stars. Why can't there be, like there used to be, um, like Captain America, blonde-haired white guys? It's, they actually said that. Uh, and, and so here's the really sad thing, you know, in, in a way of showing how dumb these people are. Now, there's no light in the sauna. There is a door that has 
of light that comes through it. So you can't tell who's in there. But there's a couple of African-American guys sitting in there as these white fools, most of them old, <laughs> disheveled, fat, smelly. I appreciate Steve. Um, you know, scratching their, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> they, they, they're sitting in there using the N-word. Oh, wow. Flagging the entire African-American race, saying that black people should have been grateful that they were taken out of primitive Africa and brought here to be given vocational training mm, in mm, the cotton mm. fields. I swear to God, this is all coming out of their mouth. <laughs> They're just saying it like it's like like just a regular conversation. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. the, and the, I'm looking at right and like trying to roll my eyes and say, like doing a throat cut sign, like guys, let's get out of here, or don't, please don't do anything to these fools. And see, and so then we all got up, and me and the two black guys left at the same time. And those guys said to me, because I started talking to them, you know how I babble on and on, and they're like, bro, he goes, every time we come in this club, we encounter those kinds of people. And he says, if we don't encounter those kinds, we encounter... Uh, faux black groupies who want to have a black friend so they pursue us all around the club asking us how we feel about DeSantis and Trump and racism. <laughs> it's depressing. I mean, do you guys ever get that? Do you ever have white people try and come up to you because you're like some kind of a special specimen or something? Yes. And they have to find out yes. what you are. And these guys are like, we can't. Oh, and the other thing is, and I talked to you guys before about Eldridge Cleaver's soul on ice. And how yes. Eldridge says the white man is, is definitely jealous of and afraid of uh, African-American males, quote, sexual prowess. And these, these African-American guys at the club saying, oh, they are constantly having white women come up to them and just explicitly state that they've always wanted to find out. Oh, it's geez. unbelievable. And so when people say there's no racism in America it, it, or that it's not embedded, it's it's almost like the fact that these people have no shame in an open public. Oh, I forgot. Um, several of them come in there and say they'll kill Biden and that they hate Ukraine. And that, that just doesn't make sense because these I guess all it's Putin. The same. Oh, and of course they hate Palestinians. Like you couldn't make up a stereotype character caricature of our opponents and who hates MNF and who hates all of us. It, I, I and I sit in there. And I have to really restrain myself. Like. You know, I'm a veteran, and when I hear people talking about killing the commander-in-chief and how they love Trump and they love Putin, like, they're ruining the... So I went to the manager of the club, and I said, bro, you know, don't you have any kind of rules here about it? He goes, we've tried to have people understand that this is a, a diverse membership here, and we can't have these kinds of discussions. He said, but we lose half the club, and we can't afford it. We need the membership. Unbelievable, man. So I just wanted to tell you guys that, and as far as these people who claim to be Christians, if they would just read their New Testament, Jesus was the ultimate anti-violent, no self-defense street person who helped the poor and hated the rich. Not one <laughs> Trumper or MAGA-er or desantis or Moms for Libertinism in three ways. Not a one of them are Christians. <laughs> but they Thank claim you. it. They claim to be. They're hypocrites, and Jesus talked about them in Matthew 7, that on the day of judgment, they'll come to him and say, Lord, Lord, we did many wonderful works in your name. And he will and say, get away from me. I do not know you. That's right. I do not know you. I do not know you. Back a rally, and we'll deal with you later. <laughs> hey, man. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate you, man. All right. That, that's what's up, boy. Got another caller? Yeah. Eight one three two three nine nine six six three. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday forum. Good morning. Uh, this is Chris Steiner here. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, hey, uh, yeah, I, I heard Danny last uh, week uh, mentioning that you heard the previous show where myself and uh, Life had uh, complained about being cut off. And so I just wanted to ask Walter if you could be, as Annie says, you be the chief and decide when the caller gets cut off rather than uh, well, what seems to be your handlers, unfortunately, I don't know if any better way to put it or any softer way to put it, um, because well, I want to have a conversation. And, uh, oh, and as Annie said, question everything. My handlers? Chris. No, 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 no,
So, so we started out wrong uh, with the yeah. handler thing. That's the first thing. Um, second thing is we're not talking about what happened last week. We're talking about what's happening, what we're discussing this week. And if you aren't discussing the issue of um, of of our ancestors and how we can how we can best uh, uh, pay tribute to them, uh-huh. if you can't talk about more science and more uh, mathematics, then we're not talking about anything else. Anything related to that is fine. Now, is what you have to say relevant to that? I don't hear anything. Okay. Hello. All right. Let's call him. Yeah, I think I'm... Yeah, you cut me off. Okay. Are you now, there? Did you, hear, did you hear what I said? Yeah, do you hear me? Uh, I sounded like I was cut off there. No, no, you weren't cut off at all. You weren't cut off at all. Did, did, you, hear, all right. did you hear what well, I just yeah, pointed out to you? you yeah, well, you just had other several other callers talk about other things, and including what Annie talked about earlier is what I like to talk about. But once again, Walter, I've asked you in the past, and you have not held you up to your word when I've asked you if you could decide. When you to don't worry about what I do. Rather than Stay, hey, listen to me, don't worry about what I do. What, listen, if you're not going to go in, just just bring up what you're going to bring up about what we're talking about today. Then we'll move on to the next to the next caller. Then I guess you're not going to give me your word, but I'll try anyway. Now, the question I have is for entrepreneurship that Annie brought up. She said you can be and you can do anything you want. And earlier, of course, she said question everything. And if you let them take power without questioning, you won't be left with anything. So my question here has to come to black businesses that the U.S. Chamber of Commerce says had shut down, 41% of which had been shut down from February to April 2020. They were impacted the worst. Then uh, there were um, other business owners of other ethnicities like uh, Latinx, 32%, Asian, 26%, white businesses, 17%. So black businesses were most impacted by the lockdown. And we need to look at the effects of the lockdowns and the continue. I mean, we've never had this happen in history before. The isolation, oh, the unemployment, the deferred medical care. Hey, brother, brother, listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Again, we, we, we let you talk this time, okay? You are not talking about what we're talking about right now, okay? And that's what I, that's what I was giving you an opportunity to do just now. So... We're not talking about that. And if you're not talking about what we're talking about right now, we got to move on. Move on. Move on. All right. Yes, call it. Call it. Call it. you on the air. You're on the 74. Go ahead. Go. All right. Okay. We go to the next one. Go ahead. Call it. You're on the 74. Oh, is that me? It is, yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey uh, okay, so my name is Jesse, and I, first off, I listen to you guys every Sunday, and um, I think uh, as a former teacher in public schools, like, more young kids need to hear what you guys are saying every single day. Like, <laughs> they need to hear that. Thank you. Um, Thank you, Jesse. Yeah, uh, I taught middle school uh, for four years. Oh, so. God, yeah. They, they, they yeah. definitely need to. <laughs> yeah. And so especially when, like, it's so hard because, I mean, I, I kind of got out of teaching because of the pushback against, like, CRT and things like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I was teaching at a school that was primarily black, and it was okay for us, I guess, to, you know, to talk uh, and, and celebrate Black History Month and, and those kind of things. But then I talked to my other teacher friends who were getting pushback in different schools at the time. Um, and so for me, like I, I'm actually fascinated. I love the concept of syncretism of like, you know, blending of cultures and religious ideas mm-hmm. and, you know, for, for Africans coming over to the new world, um, syncretism was survival. That was a way to like, you, you had to you keep what you have, you hold on to it and you try to fit that into the framework of what's being oppressed, <laughs> you know, you know, like what's being, forced upon you and um and i think that that's something that's so uniquely like american like you know new world in that um and i love the quote about um farrakhan 
saying that like you know like all Christians are Muslims because I I I felt that way forever. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, so I love. I just, I'm just I'm just saying I love what you guys do, and I, I my only my only question is like you know we there's all these belief systems, mm-hmm. and then there's a universal truth that mm-hmm. kind of comes cuts through all of it. That's what you're talking about with the jewels. Like, why can't we just focus on those <laughs> right, that would be a beautiful right. thing Chris if we could yes that would be that would be you know uh, Chris for so and thank you again for your call um, and, and keep doing what you're doing Chris man you know keep keeping keep a good, good fight up in the classroom if you're still doing it if you're not man you know um, good luck with that with, with what you're doing man um, well, let, let me keep let me sharing your positivity are you still Definitely. teaching yeah no, t- well, I, I, I'm actually like in social work now, so I work mm. uh, a little more uh, direct impact with like people with disabilities and stuff. But um, you know, the school system just wasn't really quite for me. It wasn't for me when I was when I was in it, you know, as a kid. So right. it's not really for me as an adult either. Because if I disagree with something, I'm going to say it, you know. And um, yeah, I, I, I do miss that school, like my school, quite a bit. And I'm. Yeah. You know, yeah, I bet, I bet. But Chris, even yeah. though you're not teaching, you you still are when you have when you have the opportunities to have conversations with others and okay. sharing that positivity. That's teaching as well. So please continue that's true. to um. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Thank you. I needed to hear it. I think yeah. I needed to hear it a little bit. <laughs> and, 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 and keep elevating the youth. I just I just hope someone listening right now is like grabbing their grandkid or their kid and be like, listen to this right now. You need exactly. It's <laughs> not. If not, you're going to go read this book and you're going to like you're going to tell me what it's about. Then that's like, it. Yeah, like, yeah. read Garvey. Just go ahead and read, read some Garvey, kid. Exactly. You know what, you know what you <laughs> actually do book reports? Exactly. That you actually have to read the book and then write about exactly. it? Yeah. Exactly. You're right. We right. need to go back to that. You exactly. have to write. Definitely need to do that. Um, thank you so much. Thank you're you. welcome. And thank you, man. Listen, let me tell you. The the basis of the of the poor righteous teacher, mm. right, and the concept of numerical... Um, values, the more science, numerical science. Um, you know, there's something to be said about what he was pointing out, which was the basic system. Mm-hmm. If we live by those basic principles, yep. then we're good, right? For us, we, cre- we we had these systems. We we got these systems. We knew these systems. We put them into work mm-hmm. because we had to create societies for ourselves. Indeed. Let me let me say it again. We had to create societies for ourselves because what we well, where we existed was was a society that was created for us on a paternalistic system. That was that was created to oppress. Yes. Did you hear what I said? Created it was created to oppress, mm-hmm. to depress, and to keep down. Now, once once there was a movement to the north and to the west, but to the north primarily, you see you see this evolution of knowledge and information. For instance, I'll give another example. If we were to talk about communism. And, and and socialism, right? And the con the basic concepts of it, and why it appealed to black people of the north or black people. Period. What what are we saying? The reason that we see that such a great a great affinity for socialism amongst black folks is because of the one point that says we don't look at class, and we we associate that with not looking at race, hmm. and that, but it was but the only reason they looked at it as class, European looked at it from class, is because of European concept that 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 they that they were putting into practice under Marx when they say and where Marx was, what was there? White folks. That's it. Just European. So who, who were they talk, they, to deal with class? They didn't deal with race. They it was never that when when we tried to practice it, what happened? We started getting pushback from Europeans. Yeah, and I say that's a very blanket statement because there were some Europeans that didn't get pushback, and they were welcoming. But the point being that the basis of these of this information, right, is nothing new to us in our societies. But we had to implement it in order to create a, a new society for ourselves. For ourselves, exactly. And so 
again, this is what we're doing for what? We're doing for self. We, you know, you hear that term all the time? When you're doing for self, that's what we're doing. We're doing for self. So as we're, as we're, as we're building knowledge, understanding, power, right? Mm-hmm. Within this within this cipher, we're creating what? Uh, a, a society that's built on those three pillars initially. And then we have the justice. And then we have the, you get what I'm saying? All these things start start coming in into play. Then if you go deeper, where's the woman? Where's the, where's the woman located? What, what number is woman? Is it, is it six? No, to my in a mathematics. Yeah, the mathematics. I want to say when you when you said so when you say when you mean Asiatic black woman is the queen. So yes. So it's not it's not woman. That's what I'm saying to you. So what exactly do you mean by that? As your as your black woman. Okay, yeah, that's the queen. Right, which queen. is number. No, it's, it's not. It's not a number. Those, yeah, those, it's those, just those, queen. Those, those are the alphabets. Those are alphabets. The alphabets. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So when we when we look at these at these bases then these are things that we need to learn. It's not there's nothing wrong with learning. And it's not something that you just thumb your nose at and turn you know turn your head at. You know what I mean? It's not something we should be ignoring. It's something we need to be getting back to. We need to get back to it, man. We got calls. Let's get to them. Whoa. Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh just lit up. You ready, sir? I'm ready, sir. You ready, yeah. sir? <laughs> Right up. I'm about Let's to get drop it. some jewels on some folks. What's up? All right, go ahead, call it. Hey, good morning. Thanks very much for taking my call. All right. Um, I, I, I am enjoying listening to your perspectives and your opinions, and I chose to call in because it's not something I, I just discovered the show this morning. It's not something I, I would normally have, have listened to or looked for. Okay. And it caused me to call in to ask this question for your opinion, your perspective. Okay. I, I I tell you I'm I'm a, a a libertarian kind of conservative. I think less government is better and 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 lower taxes is good. And I'm aware that there are lots of media radio outlets and AM stations that have conservative hosts, conservative talk shows. And all the conservative talk shows beat up on the legacy media. They call it the legacy media. They beat up on the media for being biased. Right? So you're offering a program and perspective and information that is arguably a, a balance to that. Right. And I'm asking for your perspective on why you think it is, if, if, if it's correct, if I'm correct, that if the media is so liberally biased and, and so, so anti-conservative, why is it that there are so few programs like yours, so few programs that offer perspective that we can find <laughs> as easily? Right. Well, you know what? This program was designed for the purpose uh, of being able to address that issue, that specific issue. There I, are... I, from what I've heard, you do it very well. Excuse me. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, you very much. <laughs> appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we give a perspective that is the black perspective, which is, a, which is one that truthfully is not really given in media, in broadcast media, uh, in mainstream media. And when we, when we give that perspective... Quite often, there's pushback, and the pushback is is usually from people who are uh, who are against truth, mm-hmm. who are against our perspective, and so it's it's a matter of our perspective. Our perspective is our truth, is what we know, right? And so, you know, quite often when we hear news and things, it doesn't go our way at all, at all, and, and so we we try very hard to try to be uh, to to be fair. Exactly. In in our handling balance. and balance mm-hmm. of what of what we're saying, but what we do look at is truth more than anything else. What we look at is truth. Yeah, I, I appreciate that very much. It makes me think about and listening to that teacher call. If I can offer one other point, um, the the teacher, the guy's not teaching any longer. I have a brother-in-law who uh, uh, left uh, a job in insurance, a corporate job, to become a, a middle school, high school teacher. Um, and and gave it up and returned after about three years, in a similar way. Yeah, in a similar way. Now, and here's what's interesting about it: um, he happens to be black, and he left the teaching because he could not secure a regular job. He had to continually beg for temporary assignments, and nobody would give him a contract because he wasn't imbued with 
the, the historical sense of uh, having, quote unquote, earned the right to teach. And I just I, I want to ask for your perspective on that, too. Here's, here's, a, here's a professional man that is incredibly intelligent and, and knows his business and, and went back and got a master's in history specifically to teach history in middle school and, and couldn't secure a teaching contract because the unions wouldn't allow him in because he wasn't traditional. So I'll, I'm going to hang up and, and listen to your perspective on that. I'm on a way to an appointment at 10 o'clock, and I'll, I'll value the last five minutes before I have to go. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'll listen to you next week. Thank, Thank you, you, brother. Thank appreciate you, so you. Appreciate you. you. Bye. You know, I came in through through schools. So I spent six years on teaching in Hillsborough County schools. I I watched well, a head start here and everything. It, it, again. T- teaching is not an easy job anymore. Not it anymore. truly is not. One, because they don't have the support that they used to have, you know, and that has also become political, mm-hmm. you know. So we may not know the actual situation of the his friend that he was speaking of, but it is political when you're trying to get in. Uh, what do they call when they don't have to worry about um, being fired? They, um, what's it called? The teachers. When they, they, they don't have to worry about oh, being fired. Oh, they, um, um. Tenured? tenured? Tenured, yes, tenured, when they're tenured. Yes. And, you know, and you have a lot of teachers that are tenured that they really just don't care anymore because they're like, it don't matter. I'm going to get paid anyway. Right. You know, they have that mindset, too. So, right. you know, it's just tell, just tell your friend just to keep on, you know, doing what he can do, and eventually it'll come through, especially when he went back, he went back and got a master's. Maybe yeah. you should go try to teach at a college instead of the... Um, instead of the school, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I did. Yeah. Because you couldn't find a job. I had a master's degree in Africana Studies, and I was trying to teach history. Yeah. And they and they were like, well, you don't have any. This it doesn't match. I was like, how the hell are you? Are you serious right now? Are you serious? I can yeah. tell. What? And probably, he probably better going to a college. Yeah. I well, I don't know. That, you got to remember that this these conservatives have been part of a long running yes. project to overturn all progress, yes. especially in schools. And this black teacher that the caller was talking about, he calls them non traditional. But for a black man to want to teach. Middle schoolers' history yeah. is already something that That's the white right. establishment it's hates. Trying to get rid of exactly. Yep. You're so. see to it. You don't do that. Exactly. Who's on this call? Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday forum. Uru, What's going on, brother? Uru. What's going on, brother African? Uh, Happy New Year and all that. Happy right, New brother. Year to the brother Dan. It's just the uh, yeah. You hey, know, I'll say you know from the start. I, I you know if history has anything to say about it, I anticipate some commentary that might uh, attempt to. Uh, you know, uh, 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 combat, uh, uh, or maybe um, um, uh, respond in, in some kind of way that I can't respond to. So I, I'm, I'm saying what I'm going to say in anticipation to that. And, I, and I'm not saying that for anybody in the studio, uh, but for the listening audience who will take advantage of this program now and in the future. Uh, one of the things that I've learned over the course of time is that uh, – our ancestors had it hard all the time. You know, uh, teaching job ain't easy. It wasn't, our ancestors didn't have anything easy, you know. And so uh, I don't know what this uh, caller who just called in meant when he said that somebody happened to be black. Uh, you know, that usually takes some effort on at least two people's part. Um, uh, yeah, and so, but if I guess, you know, what I've seen in this country is if you want life easy, then you need to happen to be white. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but the, the, that, that aside, and, um, I, I wanted to say that January 5th, 2024 marks the ninth, um, uh, year since Bandit came to my home, shot young life in his face, mm. uh, and, uh, and killed him. And, uh, that was my son. Life, life was cold. That was my son. And, um, you know, I talked to Chairman O'Malley, this is Tala, the leader of the African People's Socialist Party, uh, on that day. Uh, it was Chairman O'Malley who nine years ago did the eulogy, uh, or what I guess people would characterize as a eulogy for a young life. And in reminding Chairman, uh, not because he forgot the event, but maybe just didn't keep up with the day, but in thinking I uh, reminded Chairman of uh, the fact that it was January 5th, Chairman responded um, that what he witnessed uh, for me at that time, and you, and, and anybody who's ever heard, and everybody in the well, at least the brothers in the studio know, and everybody who's ever heard me on this program know, I don't, I don't get up here and talk about me, me, me. But Chairman pointed something out that, um, you know, my ability at that time to have a response that was not a subjective response um, that didn't make me want to go into the streets uh, and, and do stupid. 
stuff that might take me away from uh, our community, uh, 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 me not, uh, you know, calling on um, the people and things, angels and what have you, uh, you know, not on earth to, to deal with the, uh, the situation, but, uh, but, but saying that because there would be hundreds of people and there was like a thousand people there, that the leader of the African nation should be there to talk to young to talk to this community about stopping this banditry was a significant moment in history. Kind of like Manny Till uh, putting uh, Emmett's face, uh, you know, or, or, or at least exposing Emmett's face, Emmett Till's face, and, and letting people see his thing. Look at what they did for my baby to incite um, the, the businesses we have in our community was, was an important thing. And I, I raised that point because I promised you, sisters and brothers, that the politics, the politics, the leadership of African internationalism can get us through whatever subjective stuff we think we go through, no matter how hard, no matter how easy, no matter what it is. African people uh, and, and, and people who claim to be friends of African people, um, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, we should believe, and I'm a living witness, that the politics can see us through. And, um, yeah, I just think it, you know, it was important, at least for today, to at least say something about myself in that regard, and also honoring Young Life, uh, who was a tremendous force in our community, um, and, uh, yeah, because the politics can take us where we need to go and keep us away from going where uh, we should not go. And when I say the politics, I mean the politics of the African Revolution, the politics of the African working class under the leadership of Chairman Omalia Sitella and the African People's Socialist Party. Now, I know I've talked a long time, uh, but I appreciate you allowing me to uh, share. Absolutely, man. Listen, man. Um... You know, our our heart always goes out to you, brother. Um, and 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 that loss is a great loss to the community, and certainly to the world. Certainly to the world. Um, I say because who knows what he would have been. been. That's right. Amen. He'd be working in the law firm. <laughs> <laughs> no, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. But yeah, you know, you know, I, I always say that, man. I look at my own son and, and think the same thing, brother. So, you know, um, you know, protect your children out there, protect our babies, um, so they can grow up to be um who we who we expect them to be. That's right. But, but yeah, one last I call. Just jump right back in. I just wanna say when I, when I say protect our babies, I know when you say it, um you mean the same thing, but everybody might not understand. Protect your babies don't just mean protect the babies that you know that you birthed for, so that you know they grew up in your house. That's right. Because, you know, I, I wasn't when I was outside the courthouse with the bullhorn. You know, my child wasn't in jail. My child wasn't in court. You understand? That's when right. I was at the funerals, you know, um, saying stuff about you know, this before anything ever. I'm not one of those people who came to the movement based on some tragedy that you know that befell my family. So, but so when you say protect our children, I know you're saying that what we need to do is make sure that we are active and organizing all the time so that nothing can happen to any of our children because if you touch one of us, you touch all of us. Yes, absolutely. And I, and I know that's what you meant. And I just want absolutely. To absolutely. Might not call it, you know, got it. You got it, Brother African. You thank got you. it, man. Hey, thank you, man. Thanks for the call, brother. Call. All right. All right. Man, all right. Thank you. All right. All right. Listen, I, I, I apologize to the last caller. We don't have time to, to uh, take your call, uh, but if you uh, would like to email us, you can at dj at wmnf.org, dj at wmnf.org, okay? Um, listen, we thank you. Happy New Year to everybody out there. We yes, thank you for joining us here um, on the Sunday Forum. Um, you know, it's important for us to understand our history. So it's very important for us to understand the the where we are understand why we do what we do mm-hmm. it's important for us to transform where where we are to make sure that we're in a better place than where we were before absolutely and until we start doing that folks we're nowhere we're nowhere 
And we're going to keep doing more and more of the same thing and hitting our head against the wall. Stop hitting your head against the wall, folks. Start breaking those walls down. Be part of the change. Be the change. Yes. Be the change, folks. Listen, this is Walter Elspeth II, along with the members of the Fourth Estate crew here on the Sunday Forum. And as always, from my voice to the radio waves, to the hearts and the minds of the people, we love you. And there's not a thing you can say about it or do about it right here on the Sunday Forum. Host Martin Hootenanny is on your way next after headlines from Public National Public Radio. Struggle and I find the strength of myself. These words melt in my mouth, they hot.